Welcome to another episode of Heroes and, a podcast where we talk about heroes and comics, movies, TV shows, and seeing the first photo of Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange. Basically, if it's part of geek culture, we're going to talk about it. I'm Andy. And I'm Cody. And today, we're going to look back and do some reflecting. On today's episode, we are talking about Heroes and Top 5 2015. Now, just put the disclaimer out there, that's not in our personal lives, although... Andy's had a pretty great year. Uh, (laughs) We're talking about anything that fits into that geeky umbrella uh, of, you know, things that we talk about on Heroes and. But before we get into that, we have a new segment. Uh, We're going to go through some Marvel Cinematic Universe trivia. And we're just going to ask each other some trivia questions from one of six categories. Uh, First one's Iron Man. Then you have Captain America, Hulk, Thor, the Avengers as a whole, and the villains from the Cinematic Universe. And... The game is the first to three, first to get three answers correct, wins. All right, so pretty simple. So, Cody, I'll ask you the first question. Again, this is uh, the questions we're going to be asking. Uh, we we don't know what they are. It's, it's, not like we're, it's not like we're trying to scheme you guys or anything like that. Um, so we really are asking the other person, a, you know, trivial questions. So, Cody, I'll ask you pick the category. What, what, what do you want your first question to be? Uh, I am going to start off with the avengers as a whole okay all right the uh the avengers as a whole all right i got it what did bruce banner say he did the last time he was in new york uh he says he he says he kind of broke brooklyn so close so close broke harlem Harlem. So good. good, so close. That was, good. I, that, was, that was good. Okay, I, I knew this is part of you know one of the New York. Bronx, Brooklyn. I'm an Orlando boy. Okay, okay. so <laughs> all right. Uh, I'll uh, my turn. Uh, I'll go with uh, Iron Man. All right, Iron Man. Iron Man. Let's see. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Uh, name the Stark Industries missile that Tony demonstrates in Afghanistan. This is the Walls of Jericho. Close. Dang it. Close. <laughs> it's, uh, it's the Jericho missile. Oh, we suck at this so, game. <laughs> so, I mean, I was so close. No, it's not right. Dang it. Right. The Walls of Jericho is a wrestling move. <laughs> go to your turn. All right. I am going to I'm gonna follow you and go with a, uh, an Iron Man question. Okay. All right. Here we go. Uh, an Iron Man question. What cabinet position in the White House does Tony Stark offer to fill? Is it the Secretary of Defense? Yes, you got it. That's all right. There you go. They got one. Hey, <laughs> this is <laughs> this isn't a. Uh, I felt total like squash. that was such an easy answer. No, you're good. You're good. All right, because um, I know he does that in the comics. I think. It. Uh, all right. Let's, What's your category? Let's go. Let's go, Captain America. Captain go, America. Yeah. All right. Name the military officer that Tommy Lee Jones played in oh Captain America: The First Avenger. Oh my gosh. That's a toughie, bro. I have no idea, man. I mean, that Tommy Jones is great, but I don't know. I got I got nothing. <laughs> Agent Carter? <laughs> I got nothing. No, it is not Agent Carter. <laughs> I know. She it's was not. in there. Yeah. Uh that would be Colonel Chester Phillips. Yeah, I would have never, yeah. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't have got That's that. That's a one tough either. one. All right. All right. I'm going to go with uh I'm going to go with the villains. Okay. Let me just get a villain question. All right. What was the Mandarin's real name? Trevor Slattery. Yeah, that's good job. Two for two. Yeah, right. You're almost there, man. I suck. You're really good. Uh, I'm going to go with... Let's go villains as well. Let's go all villains right. as well. All right, all right. According to the other, to challenge the humans of Earth is to court what? Death. Right. Yes. Right. I that got. I, I got. I'm on the board. Okay. <laughs> I'm not a total not, loser. All right. So All Cody, right. this can be the winning one. This so, could be the winning one. So, uh-huh. Because I feel like this is the, the Avenger that I know the least about. Okay. I'm gonna pick Thor. All right. Just okay. To make this a little uh, more interesting. Okay. Uh, let's see. After Thor's friends return to Earth to help him, what does look Loki sent to kill Thor. Oh, that's an easy one. That's the destroyer. You got it, buddy. I that I actually didn't even 
I thought, yeah, that's an easy one. As I was halfway through reading, I was like, dang it. I picked the real game. <laughs> but that's the game. You got it. That's three. I, dang it. But you got it. So now we didn't say what if anything was on the line, but uh, I'll buy you Starbucks or something okay, like that. Okay. I'm okay with Starbucks. Sounds pretty good. Grande Blonde Roast. Red, <laughs> red eye, cream, two raw sugars. There, you got it. You're there ready. It <laughs> uh, but like Cody said, uh, today what we're talking about on the episode is just a, a top five of 2015. So basically, again, if it falls under the geek culture or the geek umbrella you know it's all fair game um basically it's just our favorite things of 2015 and so there's not much more explanation other than that uh cp you want to go first you want me to go first uh i'll let you go first go ahead and uh hit us with your first top moment of 2015 all right let's go for it again there's no order to it it's not like there's we're not it's It's not not a hierarchy no 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 that's there's too much pressure yes (laughs) ranking system yeah this these are just the top five uh so the first one i'm going to talk about um is daredevil season one so that came out uh, i believe it came out in april and so uh, of 2015 and i just think looking back at this year that was one of the the highlights as far as geek culture stuff is concerned, it really set the whole Marvel cinematic like TV universe, especially what they're planning on doing with Netflix, uh, because how successful Daredevil really was, I think mm-hmm. really um, opened the, you know, the path for all the other shows to come uh, bef- you know, after it. So we see now Jessica Jones, Jessica Jones came out in November, came out last month um, and, they're both really good. I I think I enjoyed Daredevil more. I'm not done with Jessica Zo- Jessica Jones yet, um, but I uh, but I, I look back at that Daredevil series and uh, the story was there, the the action was there. Those there were some pretty incredible fight scenes that um, are good. Period. That, you know the one in the first in that first episode, the yeah. hallway scene. That oh yeah, it was incredible. Yeah, and I think it's not, and it's not even to say that they're good for TV shows. Like they're just good. Period. Like, right. They, they're just, they're it's good. Just good action scene. Exactly. And so um, that Daredevil was great. I really enjoyed um, the development of the characters that we see, the supporting characters, the, the, you know, the main cast like you know the main characters mm-hmm. um you know we've kind of talked about fisk already in a top five villains episode that we did right not too long ago but the way that they portrayed him was great and the build-up the hype and the fear and all of that like his character was really man that was it was such a great character and i think a huge success of the show was because of how good the villain was and so um they did a they, they did a great job with that um, again, the writing was great. I really enjoyed how um, throughout the whole series, you're going back and forth uh, between um, seeing something from, you know, Daredevil's point of view and then seeing something from uh, Fist's, you know, his point of view. And right. um, they're both trying to, quote unquote, save and redeem this, you know, this area of Manhattan, you know, Hell's Kitchen. And they both have different approaches to it, but they're both, you know, they both think they're in the right, you know, ultimately. So um, that definitely made up for for some good, intense, you know, conflict and fights and all of that. So uh, Daredevil for me, man, I look back at 2015, I think, man, that was that was definitely a highlight. Um, did you were you a big fan of, of the show? Uh, yeah. CP? Yeah, I loved it. And in particular, I think of Wilson Fisk. Yeah, uh, because the way the way he was handled and the way he was dealt with. Instantly, he jumped up to the like the top cinemat Marvel Cinematic Universe villains list. Yeah, like he's immediately he was right up there with Loki for me as far yeah. as the like the best well developed. And I I think that that's just because we saw we spent so much time with him like we and we like we did with Loki. Yeah, uh, in the movies, but yeah, that in particular also just that like, I liked that it was brutal mm-hmm. and it was it was you know. There were times that it was like, you know, you even said when, you know, texting me and whatnot that it was hard for you to watch. Yeah. Uh, because, it, you know, it just got so dark sometimes, which I thought was a good opposite of uh, The Flash, mm-hmm. you know, CW's, CW's show, The Flash, as well as Arrow. Arrow tends to be a little bit darker. Yeah. But just because Netflix is where Daredevil is homed. Yeah. They're able to push that line even further. Mm-hmm. Uh, as And so I thought that that was a great kind of a great juxtaposition to the flash, but it didn't remain as dark as the walking dead. 
yeah. for me. And so like I think it was nice to watch that, which was not as as sad and as depressing as The Walking Dead, but still gritty and and very almost Nolan Batman esque yeah. kind of. And I thought it was just cool to see the see the Marvel universe dealing with that mm-hmm. uh, because it's something that you know in all of the all of the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies we hadn't seen yet. So yeah. I I agreed. I hundred percent. It was a. It was definitely great. Yeah, uh, the Daredevil. the whole thing, man. It was really good. I I just enjoyed the whole season, and um, I'm look I'm looking forward to season two. Like uh, like I said, it, it's taking me a little while to get through Jessica Jones, and um, I don't know what it is necessarily about about Jessica Jones, but I I kind of got through Daredevil pretty quickly. Um, and so I'm definitely looking forward to season two, and, and plan on getting through that pretty quickly too the same way i did mm-hmm. with the first season so uh so yeah that's my number one uh that's my first one is daredevil season one um cody how about you man what's that what's the first you know geek umbrella type thing that uh you're gonna remember about 2015 my my first one is gonna be secret wars issue one yep you know marvel's big comic event that they did this year to kind of or started this year to kind of relaunch the Marvel Universe and yeah. just give them a, a clean slate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think of issue one in particular because of a couple cool moments. There's one in particular with the Punisher. It's yeah. really great. Um, and if you haven't if you haven't read it or like I would I would recommend Googling it. Just Google Secret Wars Punisher. I'm sure it'll come up uh, in Google Images and you can see the whole page. But there's a moment where uh, like the world is ending, right? And, mm-hmm. and that's what that like. All the Marvel universe is ending in that in that issue, and so we see all the villains, like all of the bunch of Marvel villains, are in a like in a pub or yeah, you know, like a bar, a bar yeah, kind yeah. of say, scene, uh, and they're watching this unfold like in the news and whatnot. And then we see the door get kicked open, and the Punisher standing there, <laughs> and he says, he says, they say that the world's gonna end, which begs the question: What am I gonna do with all these bullets? <laughs> and then he just lights the place up. Just, yeah. just, just starts shooting them. Like the world's about to end. Like like two or four like two to four pages later, the world ends. Yeah. And but he's like, no, that's not good enough. It he, has to happen now. <laughs> the, the Punisher, like I, I that makes me excited for the Punisher that we'll see in season two of the of Daredevil. Yeah. On exactly. Netflix. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Yeah. That that scene or that you know, that part of that comic of that first issue was great. Also, though, just with that issue in particular, um, and the the whole uh, comic book run has has done a good job of this, but they they did a good job of explaining the severity of what's happening, mm-hmm. and so you see the Ultimate Universe and then our yeah. quote unquote Marvel Universe. These are the last universes in the like in the in universe, yeah, yeah, that are that remain. And they're coming, you know, they're collapsing in on each other. And they do a good job of explaining that these heroes on both sides know what's happening and believe that the only way to save their universe is to destroy the other one. Yeah. And so you have uh, heroes and villains from, like, heroes and villains working together on the same side to try and stop the, you know, the, to try and defeat the other universe. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, they fail. Yeah, and then the issue ends with a very tombstone esque, uh, in memory of the Marvel universe, and, and it says like 1950 or 1960 yeah. <laughs> to, to, two, to 2015, yeah. and then the Ultimate Universe, which I think was like 1999 or 2000 yeah. to 2015, saying that that's the, it. The universe as we know it is over. Yeah, and it like the the last couple pages all fade to white. And then there's a cool shot of Doom's face, yeah, like real close up. That's just like that God Doom, yeah. And that's like another just great moment in in that whole run is God Doom. But yeah, so that that's my first one, Secret Wars issue one. I know you've been reading it as well, yeah. And I I really I really enjoyed it. It's had it's most of the the whole run, most of the whole event so far has been good. There's been some issues that were and eh, they're okay but most of it has been really good but going back to that number one issue that of the series they they kind of said it right from the get-go that it was going to be the end you know there's just that's what they were doing mm-hmm. and so to kind of see them pull the trigger and yeah at the end of that issue you're left with both universes uh, being destroyed and you know nothing really survives and so which is a perfect lead into issue number two and how we see that whole thing unfold is great 
And so, yeah, it's 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 been good. I, I really enjoyed it. it um, we're coming up to the n- issue number nine here in a little bit. You know, I think it comes out in January. Um, right. So uh, we'll see how everything unfolds and, and finally, you know, concludes. So, um, so yeah, so that's been, that was your, your first part, your that, first thing. That's my number one. Andy, what's your number two? Uh, for me, I, I'm going to go to an, another comic book uh, event or series or, or run and I'm going to DC at this time, and I'm going to talk about Batman, uh, the Endgame storyline. So um, this is kind of has an, an asterisk uh, technically. Um, the it's event here with technicality. I know the cheating. event. The event actually technically started uh, late 2014. I think it started in October. Disqualified. No, get out of here. Uh, <laughs> but it went through 2015 and it concluded in 2015. So um, I'm counting it most. I don't know if other countdowns would count it. This is our podcast, so I'm going to count it. Um, so that <laughs> Batman run, again, you guys know, the listeners, you guys know how much we love that Batman run. But this storyline, this um, the, the name of the series, you know, that run is called Endgame. And what we see is it's Batman going against the Joker again. Um, but for, I don't know why, man, but it's, man, it, even though he's going up against the Joker, it's a entirely new storyline. Like, it's from a different angle. You're still learning more about their relationship, like, as you know, Batman as the ultimate hero and the Joker as the ultimate villain. And mm-hmm. um, there's still different aspects to that relationship that we really don't know anything about. And um, Scott Snyder has just done a great job unpacking that that storyline for the readers and for all of us, and um, it's just been really good, man. I, I really, I really enjoyed it. Um, and the crazy thing is, is that somehow it connects to like all the Batman issues that he's done so far, which is bananas, to be honest with you. Like to think that when Scott Snyder was writing those early storylines and those story like arcs going all the way back to court of Owls yeah, all like that, that stuff. And you know, yeah, it's just been nuts. Like to think somehow there's a, some connection there. There's a thread that connects all those things together. And so, um, where, you know, Endgame. this is where I think it was like issue number 30, like 34, 35, 36, all the way to number 40, mm-hmm. um, to be that, far into your batman run as a writer and then still be able to connect issue number 38 to issue issue number three is really impressive and so um yeah i i didn't see that stuff coming and so yeah i'm just kudos to to scott snyder and greg capullo and those guys like that whole team of um, overseeing that Batman run. Um, it's been great. I've loved it. I've even loved the new stuff since then. It's been good as well. Um, but it's just been it's just been good. I know you've been reading and catching up to Batman. Right. I'm, um, tr- I'm trying to catch up. I've read the first four volumes now Yeah. Um, of Snyder's run. So mm-hmm. I'm not quite to Endgame yet because that's yeah. volume seven. Yeah I, think, yeah, I think it's seven. Um, but yeah, all of it's been really good. You, you, if you ever again, I will always recommend a Batman comic book and particularly a Scott Snyder comic book um, to you. So, um, if you're interested in, in reading a Batman Joker storyline, you can't go wrong with Endgame. So, uh, for me, uh, that's my number two, you know, geek thing of 2015 is uh, Batman Endgame. Uh, Cody, how about you, man? What's your number? What's your number two? Man, 2015, bro. We're here. <laughs> We're here. 2015. Um, if you if you have it, if you can't get the, I'm quoting, <laughs> I'm quoting uh, a friend of ours that yes. was on our, one of our episodes. Uh, that's that would be the the Nick Winkleman. Yes, uh, he was on our Heroes and Back to the Future episode. Yeah, uh, that we released. Back in October for yeah. Back to the Future Day. So <laughs> yes. my my number two moment, Andy, is that episode. <laughs> that like no offense to all of the other forty episodes that we've done or yeah. thirty five whatever it is yeah. that we've done so far. But that episode is easily my favorite. And I think that is entirely owed to Nick because <laughs> uh because and I like I don't know how much the if, if you're listening I don't know how much you know the, about this but when we met up to record that episode with John and like Andy and I and then uh, and then Nick Winkleman 
uh, we all met up and like John, Andy and I had got, got to, you know, our, where we record first. And then Nick calls and he says he's running a little late because he brought some stuff with him. <laughs> and I'm thinking, well, he probably brought some snacks. That's nice. <laughs> like, he's, what a nice guy. You know? <laughs> he brought some snacks to eat while we're recording or whatever, yeah. you know? Uh, but so then he gets here and the dude walks in <laughs> with a Marty McFly jacket. Yes. Like the 2015 future jacket. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it looked he, incredible. He came bearing gifts. He, he had like boxes of stuff. Yeah, he, he, he gave that, you a gift. He, he gave, gave me a gift. He gave me a, a Marty McFly's driver's license. <laughs> he gave Andy a slick uh, t-shirt that yeah. looks like back Marty's future jacket. He brought the Nikes that he <laughs> custom made because the ones that Nike actually sold aren't good enough. <laughs> so he so he made some that light up and were better. Yeah. The jacket freaking talked, man. It was great. It said the jacket when you you could push a button and it said your jacket is now dry. Yeah. Like so that was awesome. But just that whole episode sitting down and just hanging out with with John and with Nick and with you Andy and and talking about Back to the Future, which is one of my favorite, you know, yeah. one of my favorite franchises and uh just being able to experience that and going into it with having seen all of this cool stuff that Nick created. And then afterwards, Andy, you put on all the clothes that he brought. I felt so honored. (laughs) I kid you not, man. Like he was like, "Uh, Hey, I want you to wear all this stuff. And I was like, what? (laughs) You're not serious. Are you like, I don't No offense, but you want me to wear like, are you for real? (laughs) So that picture that we put on the Instagram account, you know, you know, promoting that episode and all of that, and that all that stuff it's that i don't own any of that stuff like a lot of people that picture were like is incredible and yeah. what what people don't know is also like when you were putting all that stuff on there was a moment where i like i was seeing you like like i think it was when nick reached up inside your sleeve and undid it so yeah. that it could be the floppy sleeve yeah yeah yeah. like uh like you know johnny mcfly jr yeah, has. Yeah, yeah like my, there was a moment where my mouth like my jaw just <laughs> opened and i like i like, it was like i couldn't like i just I was so like amazed and in awe of seeing this thing that I've seen on on you know a TV screen so much. Yeah. Now in in reality in, in front of me <laughs> it was incredible. And so. the, that's that episode was special and I think the stars really aligned for that because we were able to drop it on actual back to the future day right and, so, and in our normal like release time yeah too. it, it was. wasn't like we were doing something special <laughs> no we were just got lucky that we just drop our episodes on wednesdays and so we got lucky that it came it, you know that fell on a wednesday so that was that was a really cool moment i'm not, <laughs> I'm not gonna yeah. lie that was awesome here's in back to the future bro yeah that was great 2015 <laughs> hey strictly <laughs> it was good uh i'll go i'll go next uh, or else we're just gonna be talking about back to the future for the whole the whole rest of the episode um my my next thing from 2015 that i really enjoyed uh was seeing paul rudd as ant-man i think um this summer we saw some pretty big movies come out you know age of ultron ant-man fantastic four you know all those movies <laughs> wait, wait a minute wait, hold up time out time out flag I'm on just, the play I'm just messing. <laughs> i had to get that in there uh, it sounded like there was an alliteration with some f's in there no no no, no i don't know that that belongs <laughs> Um, but, <laughs> but seriously, one of the movies, one of the big blockbusters that came out was Ant-Man. And what I enjoyed most of that movie was Paul Rudd. He did a, a great job with that uh, that role. And there were a lot of mess. Like, it, there was a lot of drama and, like, um, maybe even some concerns with that movie because, you know, th- th- it lost its director, but, it, like, it didn't the release didn't get pushed back. Like they were still scheduled to drop that movie when, you know, they said they would. They and weren't so, backing down. Bro. Yeah. And so like they were having issues with like the director or like the screenplay and this and that. And so, um, all that aside, the movie came out and I think it was, I think it was a, a, a big surprise for a lot of, a lot of viewers. And I think credit to Paul Rudd, um, his, he did a great job with that role we were able to connect with him as a character. I felt like um, he was just a normal guy trying to, you know, make his daughter proud, be the hero that, you know, she believes that he is. And 
Um, there's nothing really special, anything special about him. It's not like he's super strong or anything like that. Um, so we can relate to him. Um, so he just brings that real human element to this Marvel Cinematic Universe. And mm-hmm. um, his humor is great. I think his humor, again, kind of is kind of represents the humor of like the general audience, like all of us as we're watching. Because, again, he's dealing, you know, he's going to be lining up next to Captain America and, you know, Iron Man and Falcon and all these superheroes. And he's just a normal guy who has, you know, he's really smart. And he's an engineer, like you know what I'm saying. Right. Like he's, he's a like very, normal guy, almost like Big Bang Theory, where he's like he's a little socially awkward. Yeah, he, and I like I think that worked great. Yeah, uh, like seeing him like, "Hi, I'm Scott." Like yeah. when he introduces himself to Falcon, <laughs> yeah, like, he just he, he doesn't know what to do in this moment. Yeah, he not like you know like thinking of him compared to like a Tony Stark. Like yeah, Tony Stark's a genius, billionaire, yeah. playboy, philanthropist. You know, yeah. like. It's easy for him to be arrogant and cocky, and you know, and even to fill that superhero role, it, it might be even easier for him. But you look at, you know, Scott, you know, Scott Lang. We you look at the character that Paul uh, Paul Rudd played, and um, he's just really relatable. And so he did a great job with that movie. I just rewatched that movie um, this past weekend, and I really enjoyed it. And that was one of the things that stood out was. Man, he really did. He, you know, he really did do a really good job with that. So, um, that's my number three. A uh, big shout out to Paul Rudd and his performance in Ant Man. How about you, Cody? What's your number three? You know, it had to qualify. Yes, my number three is Jurassic World. Yes, and Ju- heroes and Jurassic World. Heroes and Jurassic World. Jurassic yes. World. Yes, that's what we're going to talk about. Uh, so, but Jurassic World, I loved. I thought it was. I, I thought, and I've watched it on you know Blu-ray since then, like since the release. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I thought that like they did a great job of bringing you know bringing this world back, uh, and you know very very quickly kind of you know showing us where what's happened with Jurassic Park. Yeah, since you know since the original movies and since the you know since the first three and and I thought like there's a, pro- a couple things in particular that I loved about it. First thing, Blue. That's your boy. <laughs> You're my boy, Blue. 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 <laughs> She killed it, bro. That that raptor. I don't care who you are. There, that moment when Blue, is like after the Indominus Rex fight, yeah. Blue looks back at Owen, at Chris Pratt's character, yeah. and, like wondering where Charlie and Delta and Echo are. And, and he, he kind of gives. He just very, very like because he's he's the alpha of yeah. that group, you know. So yeah, very convicted. He he just shakes his head, no. Uh, that they're not, you know, they're, they didn't make it. Yeah. And then Blue runs off and she starts, you know, she starts calling out, like, just, like, you know, answer, ple- like, yeah. pleading, hoping that they would answer her. That emotion gets you, man. That, that raptor gets you. That raptor, bro. <laughs> like, and I, I totally, I don't, like, I don't know how they, like, it doesn't even speak necessarily. <laughs> like, I know they are communicating, like, the raptors yeah. are communicating, Chris Pratt's communicating with it. Yeah. But yeah, that, that blue uh, was great. I also thought, and I, I really didn't realize this, I don't think, until the last time that I watched a movie uh, on Christmas Day, because it's Christmas time in that in that movie. And exactly. So it counts, you know, top five <laughs> Christmas movies. Um, so, so, next, but, year. <laughs> next year. <laughs> next year. Yeah. Uh, but so uh, there, that Indominus Rex in that, I think they do a great job, or they did a great job of making it scary. Yeah. Uh, because... In the first, the first time you see it is in the trees, right? So you just you can see the trees moving. Really, mm-hmm. you can't even necessarily see the you know the creature, the dinosaur. And then as you went after that, it's chasing Chris Pratt, uh, you know, and and the other you know security, uh, security guard. guards yeah, yeah, yeah. and whatnot out of the cage, and you don't really see its whole body. Mm-mm. And I think that having that happen where you're not seeing it a lot, and that's not necessarily a, a new technique Mm-mm. in the world of you know of horror. Quote, film, quote, or film. Any, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I thought that 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 did a great job of making it, you know, of making it scary, and then also just like realizing that it seems like every time they're like, oh, we'll just you know we'll just get under control, and Dominus Rex breaks through that, even up to the point you know where it finally like last stop, let's let's have it fight, you know, let's have it fight the Raptors, mm-hmm. and that doesn't work, and they they need more teeth, you know, exactly. But I thought Jurassic World was great. It was my favorite. Uh, sequel to a 
old franchise. old franchise that came out this year. Uh-huh. There's another one that's in theaters right now that may have just doubled the Christmas Eve box office record. Like it no was big nothing. Deal. Like the, the that's not that big of a killing feat. it for fun, bro. Yeah, it for sport. Just killing it for that one's just killing it for sport. Uh, but yeah, Jurassic World. That's my number three. I <laughs> I just moment. I just rewatched that as well. I think I watched it either on Christmas Eve or on Christmas Day. I can't remember, but. I, 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 the scene that stood out to me this last time I watched it was, um, when they have that task force trying to like shoot it and capture it, mm-hmm. and uh, there's just a shot of that one guy, the one guard <laughs> shooting shotgun? at it, and no, no, not he's just trying to like he's yelling and he's shooting at it, um, and the Adamus Rex like it isn't phased at all by those bullets and it's just marching right towards like right towards him with his mouth wide open. And you just see it like the guy is on like one side of your TV screen, and the Adominus Rex and his open mouth is on the other side <laughs> of the TV. You can't even see and, the top of its head. Yeah, you can't. You just his mouth's see, open exactly. So much. You just see like his mouth, like the teeth part of it. And but what got what I noticed most was like, man, you just see him come from one side of the TV screen to the other and then just eat that guard up like yeah. in and one it's being gulp. shot at and it doesn't even like <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't stop. stop yeah and i was just like man that's a that's a cooler scene than i remember like that was that was really cool so yeah that Jurassic world was great so I, I i agree with you that was a great you know geek moment of 2015 um i think i'm up uh we're at number 4 number 4 yeah number 4 uh, for me, it's uh, the CW superhero TV shows. So right now on CW, we have we have Arrow, uh, which is on season four. And then we have Flash, which is on season two. And The Flash had a great premiere season, had a great season one. Um, Arrow's season three was kind of weak compared to the first two. And so, you know, The Flash had this momentum, you know, and... Mm-hmm. Arrow was kind of like... Had they hit a, the ground running. Exactly. exactly. Arrow really had to regain the confidence of the viewers. And so uh, what that caused and what, what happened because of all that is now we have these two great shows and they're firing on all cylinders, you know, each week on mm-hmm. both shows. Like, they're great episodes. Like, it's not, okay, oh, well, you know, this one was kind of weak and then, you know, the other show was great. You know, they're, they're both really great good episodes you know um and then they they just had their first crossover which was a great crossover event and it set up perfectly the next show that (laughs) which which is crazy to think about um but that crossover really is you know set the set the the stage for this new show that's coming out in january that's coming out legends of tomorrow and then like Mm -hmm. that's gonna be great and so I'm just really impressed. I really am. I, I didn't think that they both were going to be this good, uh, but they really are. And the acting is great. The writing's been really good. Um, they're expanding on that universe really well. And I, I just think, yeah, why not? And the villains, the villains have been great. Like, they're really fun. And I think they bring out the like the best of our heroes. And that's, what we, that's what we want. You know, we have... Yeah, their their villains are great, and yeah, I I can't say enough about that. So, um, yeah, man, I, you have anything to say about those shows? I I have really enjoyed both of them, and I think that I think that it, the people behind Arrow knew going into it that they kind of had to they had to step it up, you yeah, know, in, in a lot of ways, or you know, some ways rather, okay, coming off of season three. Uh, but I thought that I think they're doing a great job, and it's cool to me that that um. The way, just the way those shows are handled, where they sometimes it's a little monster of the week, yeah, which I get, and I'm I'm kind of okay with. I will I would appreciate some a little bit more of some of the characters, or like rather some of the villains, like in particular the uh, tattoo guy, yeah, the card throwing guy, yeah, yeah. Um, he was cool. Don't get me wrong. I just want, wanted to spend a little more time with him. But I think what those shows have done better than any of like better than a lot of shows even maybe the walking dead is developing the outside characters mm-hmm. uh you know developing the supporting characters while still like you know moving through the season uh cuz there's times in like you know even in walking dead where they'll take and spend a whole episode with one like just two characters 
And I get, I understand what they're doing. And those episodes tend to be some of the best of the season. Yeah. But at the same time, you're losing screen time for all your other characters, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I think, like, in particular, like, with Flash, they've done a really cool job of developing uh, developing Cisco more mm-hmm. and developing this Earth 2 Harrison Wells that we see. Which was a surprise. <clears throat> like, I, I didn't think I was going to enjoy and really be, be a fan of Earth to Harrison Wells, right, but I'm rooting I, for him. Yeah, but I, I really am. I, I, I've been surprised by that. Um, I, I'll, I'll say another thing. I've been surprised by how how much I've I've come around with Diggle's helmet. You know, we kind of talked about how kind of joked about it. You know, in in the fall TV episode, I've I've I'm okay with it too. I yeah. actually think it looks really cool, and it looks really cool in action. Particularly like realizing that the visor like can you know move apart. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, now, also though, it, right now in the Flash, uh, the Zoom, mm-hmm. you know, the the big bad, the big villain for this season, yeah, is great. And I was going into it, I was concerned that he was just another speedster. And I know that's something that we've said, you mm-hmm. know, on on this before, but or on Heroes and before. But I think that he's they've doing they've done a great job of making him like he's not just a rehash of the Reverse Flash. Mm-mm. He's definitely a very worse threat and very fast and much faster threat yeah uh than the reverse flash was so yeah man so for me my number four of 2015 is definitely in the cw superhero tv shows and i'm looking forward to just picking back up you know once we get back from this winter break and just finishing these two seasons you know strong so um cody how about you man what's your number four my next one is going to be Batman Arkham Knight. Now, Andy, I want to apologize. You should. Because. You should apologize, <laughs> I kind Cody. of spoiled this for you. Yes, you did. Thinking, oh, Andy will never get an Xbox. Or, yeah, or a PS4. Or and, a PS4. And to your credit, I I probably wasn't going to buy myself, you know, a next-gen console. Um, but I got one for Christmas. And so uh, my wonderful wife... <laughs> Got me an Xbox One, and so I will be purchasing Batman. But back to your apology. Yeah, you suck. <laughs> Cody, <laughs> thanks a lot, buddy. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. I'm sorry. I don't think it'll take away from the experience. No, it, it won't. I mean, I hope that it doesn't. It's no. a great game. Yes. Um, But so, but Batman Arkham Knight, I, I think that it was a great, you know, it came out in, uh, if I'm not mistaken, in May. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I thought it was a great uh, ending to the franchise that uh, Rocksteady has done uh, and Warner Brothers has have done with the Batman Arkham games, you know, mm-hmm. starting with Asylum and then City and then uh, now ending with Arkham Knight. I thought it was a, a great ending and a great send off to that franchise. And that's definitely, definitely, I would say my favorite franchise as a whole uh, for video games. And I love that you see in those games the the relationship that Batman has with his rogues gallery mm-hmm. and with, you know, with all of his villains, everyone from Scarecrow to Joker, even to Killer Croc, you know, mm-hmm. you, they do a great job of giving a lot of those villains, you know, some screen time, uh, as well as in that, I think of the moments, uh, like when you, and when you first have to even the odds, yes. uh, in the game, when you first call the Batmobile, that one's great. And just the way Scarecrow looked in that, was absolutely terrifying. It was it's it's terrifying. Yeah, I agree. Like it's scary. Like yes. seriously, like I think that may be my like like that character model may be my favorite part of that game mm-hmm. uh, as far as you know just the way the characters look and like I've seen some some really good like cosplays of it and they're just terrifying. Yeah, that's like nobody needs to dress up as that. You're you like that's to scare the kids. So. You're going to give me a heart attack. I would, you know, run for my life. I might really punch you if right. you if I saw that coming towards me or we you know with fight or flight <laughs> kind of a thing. Like <laughs> that's what it, it comes down to. It's, it's tough. It's really scary. Like the design and the art and the way Scarecrow looks in that game is is absolutely terrifying. Um, but I, I did um, I did play a small part of that game actually. Um, you actually let me borrow your PS4. And I was able to play the the first uh, first few levels, or mm-hmm. do the you know do the first few missions, whatever. And I was really impressed by it, man. The graphics were great, and that's the first thing I, that caught my eye. And but seriously, the, the it, even though it was the first time I picked up the controller, because I played the other two, and you said this before, 
I just picked up right where I left off and right. I was able just to, you know, counter, you know, the, you know, the punches and, you know, do this combo and do that combo and, you know, get over here and get over there. And it was, you know, even gliding, it was great. Like all right. of it was just like, oh yeah, I've done this before. Like if it felt really, it was familiar, but at the same time, it was a whole new experience. So that, yeah. was, that was awesome. And I, I think that that's like just something that some other franchises uh, could take note of because mm-hmm. Rocksteady, like, up, they haven't done major overhauls to the controls even since the first game. Yeah, you know, they, it's more or less been the same kind of you know combat system and mm-hmm. combat mechanics with new things involved each time. Uh, but I, I think that there's a couple franchises in particular, not to name names, but Assassin's Creed, yeah. uh, that you know just should take note of that because with those every time, even jumping into Arkham Knight, which had been it's been years since you know the one that one came out like yeah. the last yeah, like since Arkham City came out and i was able to like you said just jump right back into it so i just you know it all like not feel like not having to get reoriented or anything like that you know to the controls so yeah it was great man that that's definitely worthy mention for your top things of 2015 um i think i'm up and this is this the, is it this is the last one for me um i kind of mentioned it already but uh, for me, the one of the my fifth moment or fifth thing of 2015 is uh, Fantastic Four, and I'm just messing with you one more time. <laughs> I, had to, I had to get one more in there. Uh, I'm, oh kidding. I'm kidding. Andy, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, flip this microphone. From, I'm gonna throw it at you. From one side of the, from that side of movies this year, um, my number five is Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Um, it's man. Uh, we're home, you know, like that's it. It's it, true. It's all, of, all it. of it. All of it. It's true, man. <laughs> it's, it, it was a great movie. It, it really was. Um, I was talking to you and to, you know, talking to Mel and John and uh, some of our friends about it. And, um, I, I kind of realized that when I, I've only still seen it once. Um, but when I, the only time I, I've seen it, um, for some reason, I felt like I, I was more critical of it. Um, then I was just like a fanboy and just, you know, enjoyed it for what it was. Um, so I think, and I, I rarely do that, which is kind of odd. I don't, I don't know why I, that happened with Star Wars. Um, but when I was there watching it, I was almost keeping track of things that I, I didn't like or things that I thought were weird or whatever. And so I need to see it again, but I know that it was a good movie. Like, I'm not saying it was a bad movie at, at all, you know, and so. Um, I, I want to see it again. Uh, like we, like I said on the, uh, Star Wars episodes, you know, part one and part two. Um, we were just back in that whole world. You mm-hmm. know, it, 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 we didn't feel like, oh, this looks kind of weird or this is kind of different. No, it was just like, oh, this is the world that we are accustomed to. This is the Star Wars world. And so it was great, man. I loved it. Action was great. Special effects were great. BB-8 was great. (laughs) BB-8 was great. I was getting there. I was getting there. Um, Kylo Ren was good. I really enjoyed him. His voice with his mask was great. Um, There was just a lot of good things about it, man. And so um, I'm looking forward to seeing seeing it again. I think I want to see it in IMAX just to get that huge, you know, screen and all that, get that Mm -hmm. big experience. Um, But yeah, Star Wars, of course, Awakens. Um, that was a great way to end 2015, you know, on a geek note, you know, uh, what a send off. So that's, that's my number five. Uh, Cody, how about you, man? What's your number five? My number five is going to be the Avengers Age of Ultron. Yes. Uh, you know, back before Jurassic World came out, before Star Wars came out, this was the number one movie of 2015. Yes. If, if you forgot about it, yeah. you know, it was still in 2015. Yes. Uh, you know, sitting back there in May. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, Crazy uh, to think about that. Yeah. So uh, it's just been a good year for for geeky movies. Uh, yeah. You know, but uh, for Avengers: Age of Ultron, I think of I think of the the villain in particular of Ultron, and somehow with without making it seem too rushed. Uh, they did, Marvel did a great job of you know the, of setting up this character, setting up this this Ultron character mm-hmm. uh, quickly and making him a very cool kind of threat compared to you know like the last Avengers movie was Loki, where yeah. we had a whole other movie with you know mm-hmm. to to learn and understand him. And so I thought I thought Ultron was 
he was pretty, you know, like as far as villains go, he was great because kind of going back to Wilson Fisk, he really believed that he was doing the right thing. And so any, I feel like any time a villain, you know, is, is in that mindset, uh, it automatically just makes them more credible and makes them more terrifying just because they don't think that they're doing wrong. Like, mm-hmm. There are villains where, you know, they'll, they'll make jokes like, remember, I'm the bad guy. Yeah. You know? And they know who they are. And they know, and yeah. they know that that's their place. Ultron wasn't, you know, that wasn't the case with him. He also did, it was just funny seeing, you know, the all of the best and worst parts of Tony Stark yeah. uh, in him. And But in particular with that movie, Andy, um, back in May. Yes. That movie uh, came out, what was it? The, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it was the first, right? Yes. The mm-hmm. first of May. So mm-hmm. I saw that movie opening night. Mm-hmm. I think you saw it Friday, like the Friday that it came out. Yeah. Or, you know, Saturday. Yeah. Or no, it must have been Friday. But so uh, <laughs> that movie has some significance for Heroes and. Yes, it and does. And if you've gone that far back on the uh, on our episodes, you'll notice that that's our first episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and lots of lots, you know, lots happened since then. But the w- that movie or that movie kind of is our origin story in a way, <laughs> uh, yeah. just because it. <laughs> That like after that movie came out, we met up to talk about it, uh, and so it just has some sentimentality there for me, mm-hmm. uh, just because that's that's beginning, that's mm-hmm. beginning of Heroes and. So. <laughs> and if you have listened to that episode, thanks for being with us <laughs> since day one. I just want to say that to to you guys, the listeners, and hopefully we've gotten better <laughs> since, <laughs> since episode one. Um, but yeah, Age of Ultron was great. I I thought the Something special about Ultron was I enjoyed every scene that he was in. So I think that's always a cool thing when the villain is captivating. Is um, you know, he really owned the screen? Yeah, exactly, and almost charismatic. You know, in a, a very charismatic way. He, um, I was drawn drawn to him every time he was on the screen, and so um, it was great. I think he was a great villain, and the fact that his his threat was. Like you said, he thought he was doing right, but then his threat was he had an army of, you know, robots, to unlimited, you know, almost, you know. And right, so, he could just be making them over and over exactly. again. Exactly, and then being connected, you know, Wi-Fi, internet, all that stuff, like in the network, you know, how can you stop this guy kind of a thing. And so um, I thought it was a good threat, too, for the Avengers. Um, and it did, you know, props to Mr. Whedon. I, I felt like he did a great job with, Telling that story um, as a whole, but then also doing uh, enough setup for the um, for future movies. And I think he did a really good job. I don't, I don't think he gets enough credit for, enough credit for that. I think he 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 walked that line really well, and it didn't feel like a setup movie. Honestly, this is maybe you might you know the listeners maybe you guys disagree, but I thought that he told that story really well. And there was just some small little details here, like this is going to be important in the future, but it's not obvious that it's going to be important mm-hmm. in the future, you know. And so, um, so I, I I really enjoyed that a whole lot. So, yeah, Age of Ultron, and then yeah, like you said, that's how we that's how we got started, man. Just Humble beginnings. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, that's our episode. That is uh, our top five. We do have a few honorable mentions. Um, for me, I, I gotta just say Halo Five. Guardians, um, like I said on the episode already, I just got an Xbox One. Uh, actually, before recording this episode, I finally started playing Halo Five. Um, so I know I haven't gone through it, but I know it's, um, I know it's great. <laughs> I know it's probably one of the best things that came out of 2015, but I have yet to experience it. So, um, so that's why it's an honorable mention for me. Uh, how about you, Cody? Uh, the one in particular I think of is the movie The Martian. Yes. Uh, and for those of you who think it's not geeky, well, it's sci-fi. Sci-fi is so good. It counts. Yeah. You know, it's in. But I thought that movie was great. And it's not necessarily a movie that I would, you know, typically watch, I guess, maybe. Yeah. Uh, you know, especially not, like, or maybe just not in theaters. But I thought it was really fun. Matt Damon is really great at being lost. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> it's something I've concluded between Interstellar and this one. Yes. Uh, I thought this was just like in a prequel to Interstellar, <laughs> but it's not. Um, <laughs> You're but, like, I uh, thought I saw this movie. I feel already. like I've seen this nah, before. No. Um, but uh, also, yeah, so The Martian, also that orange and white, him and BB-8 rocking the same colors. 
Good call. Yeah. <laughs> um, another mention, honorable mention, and then again, only because I haven't experienced it yet, is, is just Batman Arkham Knight. So you kind of, I know it's, it's a great game. I know it got great reviews and ratings and all that stuff. Um, but because I haven't experienced it yet, you know, I can't put it on my list, but I know I'm going to love it. So that's another, on, another honorable mention for, for me. For me, my last, my last honorable mention is The Flash Season 1. Uh, and I know the first half of Flash Season 1 was in 2014, uh, but the, and the, bulk of, a bulk, the bulk of it was you know, in 2015 after mm-hmm. the midseason finale. And I thought it was great. I really, like you, know, like you said earlier in this episode, Andy, the, that show, I thought, for, like for their first season, they did a great job. The reverse Flash was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it's also awesome to me that now, like it's been on Netflix since September, uh, but it seems like almost at least once a week, there's somebody new that's like, you watch The Flash, right? Uh, that's watching it now on Netflix and realizing, you know, how great it is. So, yeah. but yeah, it, it's been, it's been good. It's been a great year uh, for all geek culture, for everything that's under the geekdom umbrella. So um, again, that's our episode of Heroes and Top 5 2015. Uh, I just want to give you guys uh, some comic books that are coming out uh, this Wednesday today. Uh, so we have Justice League number 47. So that's uh, continuing the Dark Side Wars. Um, that begins the next story arc. Uh, we also have Obi-Wan and Anakin number one. Um, if I'm not mistaken, this is a comic book run that falls between episode one and episode two. So before the Attack of the Clones uh, movie. So um, if you guys enjoy those Star Wars comic books, um, I would recommend this one. We also have all new Wolverine number three. And then lastly, we have Captain America White number five. This is the last issue of this mini mini series. So again, that's Captain America White number five. Also, if you have some time, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at heroes underscore and uh, like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash heroes and or email us your favorite moments of 2015 to heroes and podcasts at gmail.com. Also, if you can, please subscribe uh, to the podcast. Please rate the podcast and give us some reviews. Uh, let us know what we can do to improve the podcast. Again, we just want to say thank you for listening to Heroes and uh, Happy New Year's. I'm Andy. I'm Cody. And we're out. Welcome to another episode of Heroes and a podcast where we talk about heroes and comics, movies, TV shows, and seeing the first photo of Benedict. <laughs> <laughs> what? Frank! I, I didn't know. This is the last episode of 2015. We can't do this. I got it. Hold on. Hold on. I got it. I got it. Oh, my God. I got it. Hold on. Please. Hold on. I got it. I got it. We're not going to have a giggle set, Frank. I got it. I got it. I got top of this. My wife is waiting. I got to go home. <laughs> Try to get you back to the future. Frank. All right. Here we go. <clears throat> Welcome to another episode of Heroes and Aid Podcast, where we talk about heroes and... <laughs> you gotta stop it. That is... Go on, Andy. <laughs>